camera let me make sure i got the camera live here man we are live at uh, good earth meds here in pagosa springs colorado james is here say hi james i am here hello chris hold on do that again let me see give me a second uh, do that again i am here hello chris sweet uh, okay so um we have kale with us because kale's our expert let's talk on that mic again kale how's it going you're the, th- is he two or three? He's uh, two. 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 Do that again. Hello, everybody. And we got uh, with us here uh, the proprietor of Good Earth Meds, uh, Bill Delaney. You're going to have to pull that right up to you probably. Welcome to the show, Bill. How are you? Welcome to Good Earth Meds. Thanks for coming. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to come yeah. through. Can you help him out, Smiley? So we drove up here. Three and a half hours north of uh, our homeland. Um, so you wanted to say something before we got started. Go ahead. Well, we just wanted to shoot this so that we could have something to show in our shop to people that what the shop is like in live action rather than just a photograph. Right. Yeah. So thank you for inviting us up here. You're welcome. We appreciate that. Thanks for coming. Um, it, it, it's something we had never done as a show, you know. Uh, live in a dispensary. I don't know if I don't really know if many people have done anything like this. I hadn't heard of any. We, so we like to pioneer. We like to pioneer. <laughs> so here we are in legalized marijuana country. So how long? How long has it been legalized? I don't even know. How many years? Medical marijuana law was passed in Colorado in the year of two thousand, but it was so underground that nobody had ever heard of it until about two thousand and eight. And then in 2008, they changed the caregiver laws, which kind of opened the door to more people to start growing more marijuana for medical patients. Yeah. And uh, then they, there was a real kind of a hue and cry throughout the state, and they just started issuing licenses, and I took a chance. I, didn't, I think I knew four people in the county who smoked marijuana at the time I applied oh, wow. for my license. That's not a good business plan, but I believed in medical marijuana enough yeah. that I was willing to do it. So we were, how many months ago, we were in Albuquerque. We, we got invited to do this um, um, weed festival in Albuquerque, which was really odd because it's not legal there. And so we, we took a chance and we went, and that's where we met you. You were doing, you were, you know, you were doing a uh, a talk, I guess. On uh, I don't actually, I don't know what the talk was about because we didn't get to watch it. Just my medical story. Oh, okay. And so we get there, and you know, you were like, "What's this?" And we told you what it was, and you're like, "Oh, can I come talk on it?" We're like, "Sure." 
And then you ended up having your speech at the same time, but you finished and then you came over. And I think you gave about a 25, 30 minute interview that was really actually very informative, very, uh, a really great show, actually. I really enjoyed doing this show because we're, we're very novice to the marijuana industry, especially since we come from a state where it's, you know, it's prohibited. And so I think a lot of people, including myself, are very interested in not only how it's affected, you know, your state, but your life. Um, also, just you know how how different it is. I don't know. It's just it's really. I, I've watched Vice where they've showed, um, diff, you know, when it first started, and there was a lot of local dispensaries, and now I guess there's a lot of corporations coming in and trying to take over. I don't know if that's affected, but so kind of tell everybody, give a background on like how you got into it. I got into it because of Crohn's disease, and I hadn't smoked marijuana in almost 25 years. And I looked in the paper one day, and I saw a guy had an ad, a personal ad from Durango, saying that medical marijuana was eligible for people with eligible diseases. And so I called him up, and he said, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, Crohn's is one of the major ones. I looked on the Internet, and I was just blown away at how many different success stories I had with Crohn's and uh, marijuana and I had given up just about two months before the VA had recommended to remove my whole colon and rectum. Wow. And I oh almost did it. I went out and I I interviewed with a couple of vets that had had the procedure with the pouch and just what, what life was like and I was kind of resigning myself to it and I thought well I'll give it one last try and I drove to Durango, bought $50 worth of marijuana, took it home and I said wow, I knew from the first puff that my stomach kind of felt like it used to feel and hadn't felt in years. And, and uh, so I just stayed at home. I got my medical marijuana card and stayed at home and smoked marijuana for about three months. I didn't, oh, even, wow. tell, didn't even tell my mother for three months. I wanted to be <laughs> sure that it was something that was truly helping me because I knew she would think, ah, it's just a phase. And, and I, I was wondering, too, because I tried other holistic things and mm-hmm. they might work for a couple of days. I'd get optimistic and then it would just... The disease would win once again, so uh, I just got so sick and tired of being sick and tired that I tried the marijuana and it worked. And uh, but again, I didn't know anybody in the county who smoked marijuana. They had a couple of caregivers that I used to buy from, but it, it felt more like drug dealing than medical because yeah. there were just no rules. I just bought it in their garage or their house or wherever. Really, uh, and that was medical marijuana medical you bought marijuana. in someone's garage. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but this was back in well, 2009. Okay. And so I finally was convinced enough of it. I went down and uh, applied for a license, and I uh, went to the local newspaper. There were a couple dispensaries opening in Durango in a week or two, and they were talking about coming over here and getting licensed too. And since I was ill and I didn't have a whole lot of money, I figured to get my foot in the door. I got the license. I went to the local newspaper, and I told them that uh, I was now selling medical marijuana in Pagosa country. And oh, wow. they did an in-depth interview and uh, ran a front-page story. It's ironic. It came out on my birthday. It says, <laughs> medical marijuana comes to Pagosa Company on September 17, oh, 2009. Wow. And uh, the county commissioners knew me a little bit because I served on a county board. And so they trusted me. Yeah. They gave weren't. me the permission because there was a big hue and cry. A lot of people did not want marijuana in, in this Republican county. Really? Oh, yeah, a lot. And But the county commissioners trusted me. They actually let me sell it out of my house for the first year and a half until the state regulations came wow. into effect. Oh, wow. That's so I advertised in the paper. People, I had people come to my house from all over Colorado. 
But little by little, other people started getting success, and uh, finally, uh, on December 20th of 2010, the county let us open out here on Cloman Boulevard. We grow in this building, and oh, we, really? Yeah, we grow in oh, the awesome. the back end of the building is grow, and then the front end is our offices and uh, dispensary. So we're gonna we're gonna film some after the show. Is, will we be able to like go in there and look? Or no? I can't. The lights are the lights are off, oh, okay. and uh, it it wouldn't be filmable. Oh, I see. Okay. That makes it. I didn't know if it was illegal or not. Because one thing I, w- I will I will bring up is that when we got here, because you know we're from down south, so we you know we don't live in an area where you know it's where it's legal. So we have medicinal, but what we don't we we kind of feel like it's just you know free and clean, like everybody's just you know rolling in like it's a store. And so when we got up here, I was actually kind of shocked that it's kind of a little more. It's it's pretty regulated. Yeah, yeah. we. We have a high security door where we have to look at people on camera before we buzz them in. We did get robbed at gunpoint once. Wow. So we're a little more diligent now. Um, We also have a machine that swipes everybody's uh, driver's license and verifies it because we're seeing people from 50 states. And when I look at a license, where the hell is the expiration? Where is the date of birth? You just don't know. So that machine takes a lot of the, the onus off of us. I guess I didn't know. So is that a state law that you have to be 21 years or older to buy? Oh, yeah. Marijuana? I yep. did not know that. I thought it was 18. I oh, didn't no. know. So you can it's get a tattoo. Uh, 18 if you have 18? a medical license. Oh, I see. Yeah. Interesting. Right. 18 with a medical license with your parents signing for you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, what's, what's interesting, back in Albuquerque, you can be 16 with your parents signing for you and get a, a medical license. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I knew somebody who was 16 and uh, had their license and everything. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, but at 16, you can sign off and just be an adult in, in Albuquerque. Well, yeah. That's you can do also anything at, eight, at 16 as long yeah. as you're. <laughs> I see. So, my question to. Sign off. Another, so, the, so, then do almost every. All the dispensaries have this much uh, security? Is it, is it just. Is it the norm? Is it. Yeah, I, I think we're the only ones in town. I, I heard another one picked it up using the machine to swipe the licenses, but uh, other than that, yeah. uh, every, see, everybody's pretty secure. The state, that's the most important thing that we don't let any minors in yeah. here. Mm-hmm. We're pretty used to the machine, though. For us, it was no shock because that's, that's alcohol. Right. In our yeah. state, alcohol is such a such an issue that they, they sw- they'll swipe your license at a lot of places, or they'll run them under a camera, you know, just you know, just to go into a bar, you know. So that's right. that's pretty normal for us. How much? What percentage of your business do you think is medicinal as compared to recreational? That's a good question. I'm glad you asked it. Uh, right now, I've been tracking cannabis bud is only about a third of our business right now. Oh, wow. And so two-thirds are all the other things, edibles, topicals. We sell mm-hmm. a lot of vaporizers. We sell a lot of the concentrates. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, uh, Very interesting. And we also, we on the bud, we sell our trim, too. Our trim is good enough that we bag it up at $3 a gram. And oh, pe- wow. And people buy that all day long uh, just to smoke, as oh, wow. opposed to the 18 or $15 a gram. They mm-hmm. can smoke the trim for 3 what I what I what I find interesting and I, I I like a lot is whenever we originally got asked to do the the, the weed festival in Albuquerque, I really had a, a stereotype in my head. You know, there was going to be like the, you know, the guy with the the jinko pants on and you know <laughs> sagging jeans and you know, insane clown posse tattoos on him. And I was really uh, shocked to see that a lot of the crowd there was the medicinal, the CBD. Um, 
you know, a lot of the older generation, the baby boomers were there in force. I mean, there was a couple of like gas masks with the bong on it, you know, which you expect. But even coming in here, it's really interesting to see like a place that's, you know, not seedy, really nice. Looks like it could be a, a clothing shop, really. And it's it's actually like nice, and and it's nice to see people buying you know weed in a in an environment that's not like a back alley or someone's house or you know. And if you hear that buzz in the yeah. background, people are usually pretty happy when they're here. Yeah, I love selling something to somebody that they give you a smile when they leave. They don't think, well, he just took my money. Right. So. Oh no, yeah. I, uh, I, I in, in order to prepare, we watched like a lot of Vice because Vice has done yeah. a lot of a lot of videos and articles on. Uh, marijuana since it's been legalized i i was in washington state and it's interesting to me how different it is from washington state to here i i I didn't see very many dispensaries there and i'm sure someone's going to be like well you're wrong on that but it seems like here there's a you know in in colorado there's quite a bit how has uh the industry since it's it's been legalized in in your in, in your estimation how has it helped the state of colorado well it certainly helped it in the tax area and with the taxes the government does what it wants to it a lot of it goes to the schools but more importantly i just think that people have been having to use marijuana illegally for years responsible citizens law-abiding for everything other than the fact that marijuana works for them and that's part of the reason why i got into this business was to represent and to make a safe place for those people that wanted to use marijuana responsibly wow that, see, I, I've heard all that, and I, and I think that's amazing because, like, we were talking about. So there are there are some counties or cities in Colorado that are not. Uh, how what did you say? They, they don't. Uh, they don't have recreational. Yeah. Um, Initially, it was about half the cities and cities and towns. Half of them went for it, and half did not. I'm not sure where it is now. So do all of the do all the cities have to? Uh, do they, they, they still benefit from it, though, even if they don't? No, if you, if you don't have a store in your town, you don't benefit from the taxes. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. All right. I was wondering that. I was like, that's kind of messed in up. In our case, we're out in the county here, and we have licenses in the town as well. So if you're either in the town or the county, uh, it's okay. They're saying that we sound there's – there's people in the chat room, and they're saying that we sound really good. Uh, oh, good. My mom says you're very interesting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, my mom. We're in a legal weed dispensary. I'm not smoking any weed. I promise. Yeah, I'll keep an eye on it for you, Mom. But uh, th- this is actually quite amazing. I mean, we come in here, and you know, there's th- this is quite an establishment. Is there a reason like you're outside of town? Is that is that part of anything or? Because when we first started in 2010, the city didn't. The city controls all the business licenses on the main corridor and yeah. in town, and they did not go for it. The county okayed it. So we moved out here, and also because we grow out here, it made sense okay. to have our grow where I can be down there on a daily basis consorting with the people to find out what we're going to bring down here to the store. And uh, it just seemed to work. But also, politically, they wanted us out of the way initially. People, wow. have, you know, you have to drive down about a half mile of a dirt road to get to us. But I like it out here, mm-hmm. uh, and I think our customers do. We're out of the glare of the spotlight. A lot yeah. of people locally have jobs that they don't want to be seen down. Oh, really? They don't want to be seen downtown coming out with a little bag from a marijuana store. So, <laughs> out here works well for them. Interesting. So, uh, one of my one of my 
watchers is asking if you have any baklava with THC in it. We don't have baklava yet. I'm sorry. I, I have seen it. I think I've even eaten it once. Oh, wow. But uh, it is something we don't stock. A okay. lot of the stuff that's more perishable, I try to stay away from. Yeah. Is that our Turkish friends? It's one of our Turkish friends. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so they have stuff there that you could just drop a little yeah. bit onto your baklava. Oh, we, wow. I didn't yeah, know that. We have something called uh, any, anything drops, and it's a liquid, and you can put it on foods, and it just enhances and gives you the THC experience in food. Doesn't it make you want to eat more of the food? <laughs> no, actually, I... You know, I used to get the munchies more in the old days in yeah. California, but I think that had to do with the quality of the marijuana where yeah. they put all of the leaves in with the buds. And so I think that was a lot of what stimulated the appetite was the chlorophyll in the leaves. But Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I was, uh, I was watching. So they, they, did, they did a thing in Vice where they, where they went to go find, they went to South America to find wild strains of THC. They went to South Africa. South Africa, sorry. What was it? THCV is what they were looking yes. for? Yes. So they were looking for this uh, specific cannabis that had THCV, and the guy oh, said it actually had the, the hunger suppressant? Yes. Yeah, I, I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah, it had the opposite effect that it actually makes you not hungry. And I was like, oh, wow. And it was a pretty intense, like, they went, they, they went on a six day trek to find this. Wow. And one of the guys died of malaria. Yeah. It killed him. Yeah. But they were, you know, wow. and he was like, it was funny. He's like, this is going to help people and change the world. And then you're like, oh, he died. That's terrible. Um, so is there still, I guess, the question, too, like you said that, you know, people can go out, come out here, and they don't have to worry about being seen. So is there still quite the stigma on, you know? It's not what it was, but it's certainly, there's certainly a little. And a lot has to do with uh, people's jobs. Um, you know, a lot of employers still don't want People, even if they had a medical marijuana card, yeah. a lot of people get fired for using marijuana at home medically, which, you know, they can go home and take all the opioids they want, but yeah. uh, and that's okay in anybody's which are book. Which killing but, people yeah. all nope. the time. Nobody's well, ever died from marijuana. And then I read that, uh, yeah. like, opioid Not according use. to my mom. <laughs> oh, no, you're, you're um, wrong there, mom. <laughs> I read that opioid use in Colorado is, like, way down, too, since... Not only Colorado, but they've had studies in all of the medical marijuana states where mm -hmm. when people, it's a good way to get people off of opioids. And when they have an option, I think anybody would choose marijuana over op opioids. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was really interesting. And we're going to we're going to do some video after and we're going to patch that in. And I'm going to make a, you know, one big long video, f especially for you guys to have. But it, it is really interesting to me to see all of the different products that you have. I mean, not only products that have, you know, that, that, are, that actually have THC in, in you know, whatever, and I'm CBD, whatever, but you actually, there's a lot of, like, clothing and, like, backpacks and bags and... Those are all made with hemp. Yeah, oh, yeah, I assume yeah. that. Yeah, they're actually called uh, dime bags, and they're really good backpacks. I have a yeah. couple oh, wow. of them. They're okay. really nice. No, yeah. they are. They hold up well. They have, like, a little... Uh, Stash pocket, yep. yeah, and yeah. they come with like a uh, like a plastic bag to put, you know, to keep it uh, smell proof. Yeah, it's great. Okay, turn, turn it like that. There oh, you, there you go. Sorry. No, you're good. So when when you first got into the industry, were you just selling just weed, or were you into any of? Because I mean, when yeah. I say that, people are like, "What do you mean by that?" There are a lot of different kinds of products here that. Really, I, I'm shocked at all the different kinds of stuff, you know. I'm glad you asked that because when I started using this for Crohn's disease, the only thing that was available, there were no dispensaries, was 
basically street marijuana that I bought from people who were called caregivers, but basically they just grew marijuana and yeah. they had a caregiver card. But, uh, Interesting. What is the so? What was the first product that you saw that was like not just you know smokable weed that you were like, oh wow, that's that's interesting. Yeah, maybe when we started getting edibles, Chibatu was one of the very first edibles uh, yeah. in, in the country, and that was probably the most effective uh, first edible that we had. But you know, people come in today looking for all these ultra sophisticated products, and again, when I started, all it was was just basically street marijuana, but it got me over the hump with Crohn's. Oh, yeah. Now all these other ones I can use and they help me, but... Uh, there's a I, uh, there's like edibles, there's drinkables. There's topicals. We have a yeah. topical uh, pain reliever that's amazing. People just buy tons of it. Oh, I uh, bet. There's also CBD, what they call oils, and the big one, biggest one we have is called Remedies Oil by Mary's Medicinal, and... Uh, it cost a hundred. Well, we just lowered it to one hundred and fifty dollars for two ounces of liquid that oh, wow. you, in a dropper that you put under your tongue. But it wow. it takes care of pain and inflammation with people, but it doesn't affect you psychologically like the THC does. Okay. So that's the biggest benefit is that people can get the pain relief, the anti-inflammatory, without their head. Be, there's just trace amounts of THC, so without the head really being affected, they can get the results in the body. I'm kind of blown away by all the different strains that you have. What was the one we saw earlier, like purple diesel or something? Sour diesel. Sour diesel. I don't know. Supposedly, there's a smell to diesel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And somehow, they started creating different strains with different names off the smell of diesel. I didn't know uh, people right. wanted to smell diesel. I didn't either, but it's a darn good strain. It, yeah. It, yeah, it smells amazing. We, we carry more strains than most recreational stores. We have about... I'm looking at about 20 jars right now, but we have about 30 strains that we rotate in and out. Wow. So, and you have your own specific ones, right? They're all, well, we oh, these are all yours? These are all, well, we didn't create the original genetics. We, okay. we got the genetics. We trade with other shops. Oh, wow. Uh, we trade clones with other shops for genetics that we want and if they want something of ours. Yeah, they're not the crazy people flying to South Africa getting uh, malaria. No. Finding new strains of uh, marijuana. Well, I'm thinking that has to do with, must be the environment in South Africa. It must be something in the soil and sun combination that allows that to thrive where it doesn't thrive here. Right. Right. It, it was pretty interesting because, like, like I said, the one guy died, you know, getting it back over here. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, the one thing I really had a question about, and I don't know how it works. Like, I, I, you know, on the Vice, when they first opened them up, you know, they, they started opening them up, they, they, they opened up weed bars in, like, Denver, probably. And there's one shot where they have a beer kind of type spigot, and they open it, and smoke comes out into, like, a cold glass, and they give it to the guy, and then he, like, inhales it. Have you I've, ever seen it? Like I've that? done that before. Have you done that before? Okay. Yeah, so uh, a couple of years ago, I went to one of the Cannabis Cups. I think it's oh. by... Uh, Oh, I can't remember the company who was doing it, but yeah, they would fill up a just a glass with it, and then you would drink it out of the glass. It was really cool. It was pretty interesting. Well, right now, the Colorado laws are that you cannot mix alcohol and marijuana in. A, oh no no in no but yeah in a shop uh, yeah. But now they can open. There's a coffee shop in Denver that's going to yeah. open selling marijuana, but they just don't want alcohol and marijuana. No no, mixed. I, I just said alcohol because it looked like a tap, but this was yeah. a complete weed bar. And when they opened the tap, smoke, smoke came, out, came of it. out. And I, I was like, oh wow, is that a thing? And like they, you know, piped it into the glass. And 
handed the pint glass to the guy and he inhaled it. You know, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I was yeah, I was like that. That is interesting stuff right there. Well, people you know, tinker with this product all the time oh, scientifically. Yeah. There's a lot of different yeah applications. And then, uh, so is Colorado like taking any steps to have like? Because uh, I don't think those are around anymore. The, What's the that? bars. Oh, they're not. Oh, okay. Right. No, not in Colorado. Oh, so I thought they were. Not, not is, as long as they're alcohol. But a coffee shop, yes. A yeah. bar, no. But is there anywhere to like basically take the product you get from here to go consume it? That's not like at a hotel room or yeah, like a, uh, a public. Cause know, yeah, because I know there's uh, laws against like public consumption of it. So the best we can tell people is just do it where nobody can see you. And oh, people, is that people have the law? been doing that forever. Yeah. So uh, yeah. But really, there are there are no public places where the people can go. And is enjoy that against the law to do it in public? Yes. Here. Oh, okay. It's, it's a I fine, was not right? aware. Yeah. Even at your home, if you were smoking on your front porch and your neighbor was offended and yeah. called in, so, oh, so just like do it where it's not going to offend others. That's interesting. I didn't know yeah. that. Wow. So it is still a lot more restricted than I, I even knew. I you know we we think it's just like the freewheeling mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> no, <laughs> you can drink beer and. Jack Daniels on your front lawn all day, I guess. But uh, oh, not where we live. No, oh, no, no. Oh, okay. You no. can't marijuana either. Then if it's no. within the public site, oh, not where right? we live. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah, they. You know, you could be in your yard and it has a fence, but if your neighbor can see you drinking a beer and it's in a bottle, they can oh, make a no complaint. They can have you arrested. Yeah, you can oh. be arrested. So that, yeah. So it's kind of that same thing. You know? It's a little ridiculous. I haven't but. had a drink since 1985. So. Yeah. Oh wow. That's probably good. That's probably smart. Oh, it's two years old. <laughs> <laughs> So what's your favorite product to use now that you use? I like the flower. I like smoking it. I particularly like the Indicas at night. They just help me kind of unwind and get good night's sleep. Yeah. Uh, I, with Crohn's disease and a constantly churning stomach, uh, I use the sativas in the morning to kind of get my belly ready to go to work and to do what I have to do. Uh, but I also, I love the edibles. I eat edibles at night as well. I just like it all. I there's some really good products <laughs> over there that I'm looking yeah. at. And they all have, you know, kind of, it depends on what time of day, how, how much energy I have, what, what's going on. Am I ill or am I feeling great? I mean, it's just, there's some, a product, you can find a product to fit your mood and circumstance. Yeah, like there's, there's ones that will help you, that give you energy, yep. I saw. The sativa, some, the pineapple express uh, strain that we have there, <laughs> I mean. Nice. People say you want to get up and put a new roof on your house or mop your floors or something to get you going. Wow. What? See that Albuquerque? I'll, I'll you don't have to, to do crystal meth anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that's right, Albuquerque. Listen to this. And, and too, that's the nice thing about marijuana products is there's no hangover. There's no residuals. Yeah. Now, there is, right. excuse me, with some of the edibles where they extract them with the, and some of the uh, concentrates, where they extract them with butane, you're actually ingesting some of the butane along with the product. Oh, wow. And so there is a kind of a, a dehydrated feeling in the morning if you use those products. But if you use the all-natural products, you just wake up feeling fresh as a daisy. Is there, is there a marijuana product to help with a hangover? I'm sure there is. I haven't had a hangover since 1985, so I don't know. Well, I haven't heard that. I hadn't heard that. I'm sure so people I'd, drink here. It helps with pain. We do have one strain, too, that's interesting I want to mention. It's called Lucy, and it's a CBD strain. It has just trace amounts of THC in it and higher that double the be, amount of... That's all uh, you, Smiley. Yeah, that would... That, double that, the amount of CBD, and it's just a wonderful smoke. It, that would it, be perfect it, for a hangover. So Because we, half of a hangover is the inflammatory in your joints and your yeah we have huh. a question from the chat room Ooh, um, chat room question 
Is it possible for the federal government to shut down the dispensaries? Yes. <laughs> Is that constantly like a fear that you guys possible, have? Possible, but I hope not probable. Yeah. But I don't have a lot of faith in this administration. Well, and okay. at this point, like a quarter of the population has access to legal weed. Yeah. So it'd be really hard to. <laughs> you well, know, and, uh, uh, and once California opens recreationally right. in two yeah. two more weeks, I guess. Uh, oh wow! Is that right? The money's yeah. the money's involved there. I mean, they're going to be the amount of marijuana they're selling there will probably be able to, you know, fund several countries. Oh yeah, uh, right. I mean, California economy is huge. I, I one thing I was really shocked by when I heard that, and I was reading an article about the uh, the, the green tri- or the Emerald Triangle, which is up northern California, Mendocino, yeah, Mendocino, Humboldt, and Trinity. Yeah, they were actually fighting the legalization of marijuana because right. it was because it was going to drive down the price. Exactly, and then oh. they couldn't sell it uh, on the black market for as much. Well, right. the the growers in California have had it too good for too Sorry. long. They. The stores are regulated, but the growers aren't. The right. growers just drive into town with a big truck and walk in with bags to the store and sell it to them. Oh, really? We're what? here. We're so regulated. I mean, they right. watch every step that we do. So, yeah, there's a lot of growers out in the country in California that have been making millions of dollars and virtually unregulated. Now oh, there's wow. Now there's going to be regulations. I think I read somewhere that California growers, the ones who are eligible to sell to the stores last year, uh, created 13 billion they they grew 13 billion dollars worth of marijuana but they only sold two and a half billion dollars worth of marijuana through the stores hmm. so the question is oh. where's where's the rest oh sure oh it's private use probably uh, in oklahoma and yeah, yeah it could sure. be anywhere. shipped out to other it's states other through, countries yeah, coming through new mexico well, going out to the east coast what, what much. i what i thought was interesting is, is is you know watching videos and watch things is that the the product is you know when it, you you have to not so much worry about people breaking in and stealing money from you, but you have to worry about people breaking in and stealing the product, because what the product costs here and what the product costs out of state is astronomical. Right. And I was like, oh wow, I never thought of that. Like they were talking about like if someone's robbed a jewelry store, you know, you're gonna two hundred thousand dollars worth of jewels probably gets about sixty thousand on the black market because you know they have to fence them. But if you steal you know two hundred thousand dollars worth of product of here take it to you know another state you could sell for three four hundred thousand just because of the black market so that's that's quite interesting so i guess that's always you know an issue with worrying about that some people value marijuana higher than they do money i think i bet yeah um what was the well there was something else i was going to go with that um so have you guys seen in 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 this area where there's the corporate you know weed companies coming in and setting up, grow, you know, dispensaries and kind of pushing out the little, little guy. Has that happened at all? No. Right now, we're still all local. Our local politicians have backed us. They didn't want the big companies in Denver to have nice. all the jobs up in Denver yeah. and just create a storefront down here and drive the marijuana down here right. and sell it. So mm-hmm. now we've created local jobs. I have 14 full-time, well, one part, two part-time, but 12 uh, full-time people. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. That is pretty amazing. Have you? It, it, but is it pretty? You know, I, I mean, is it very profitable to do this? I mean, it, I'm sure it is. It's it is. Be. I had a, a rough year last year, but some of those were internal problems having to do with my grow. Yeah. Uh, and now there's more stores. Initially, when we opened up, there was two recreational stores. Now there's four. Okay. There's another one coming. Yeah, there's, we saw a couple the, as we were driving in. Being built. So uh, 
you know, in a county that only has 12,000 people, that's a lot of marijuana stores oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and two medical stores to boot. However, we do get a, a lot of tourists and a lot of people come mm-hmm. out here and spend a whole week here. A lot of people come out and use their timeshare. Older people with major diseases that come out to use their timeshare and they'll come in the first day of the vacation and buy some of our products and go home and try it. Go back, excuse me, go back to their timeshare unit and try it. Oh, wow. And and then come back. And we've had some people at the end of the week, they're just as happy as can be because they know there's some hope. They oh. had to go back home to a state where they couldn't use it anymore. Yeah. But they got some relief and they know there's hope. Good. So, so one thing that we have heard down south is that People are coming here and trying it for the first time, mm-hmm. and it's it's really potent stuff, and it really knocks you on your butt. Have you guys ran into that kind of stuff? Does that happen? She's well, laughing. She's most she's of fine. our local <laughs> most of our local people are pretty good at smoking, okay. and uh, they they don't complain about the potency at all. Yeah, uh, we do have a few products that we keep with lower THC, just because we have some yeah. that are just straight CBD that have no THC in them. So if people want to smoke but not get too intoxicated, it's there for them. Oh, okay. Right. So you des- definitely recommend that uh, Lucy strain um, yep. if they're kind of first-timers. Absolutely. I use that. I have a little, I had a knee replacement, and I use a little pedals at home to keep my knee going. Mm-hmm. And after I smoke that Lucy, it's like my knees feel like they're three times as loose as they were five oh, man. seconds like, before. As, so. as an anti-inflammatory, I, yeah. I bet yeah. it's just amazing. It is. One of, a person in the chat wants to know if you guys are hiring. <laughs> <laughs> Not at the moment. We're going into winter. We're going into winter. Is that the slow time? Yeah. Oh, okay. And this Winter's winter in particular says we don't have any snow for our skiers. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. You were saying that. So, yeah, this is a big ski area. I didn't even think of it. There, there really isn't any snow. We, we noticed snow on the way this up. week, though. A little bit. An, an inch and gone, oh, okay. gone in an hour. So That's a lot to us. Two feet at a time is our norm. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, I guess it's, yeah. So, they're all still close. Are they making fakes now? The, the up ski. on the mountain, yes. Yeah. Yep. And and two, they're three thousand feet higher than us, so they get some snow where we don't to to complement the fake snow. Mm, skiers or snowboarders who smokes more weed? Um, <laughs> I'm asking know. the tough questions. I don't know. Probably snowboarders, but probably snowboarders. The guy in the chat room says he'll work for weed. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I bet you will. I bet you will. Um, I'm trying to think here. Uh, I, I don't. Uh, you're the weed expert here, and I'm asking all the questions. Oh, uh, weed men. I don't, I don't know what to ask him. I know oh. we're we're asking all the questions because you're like, uh-huh. I, I have no idea. Kel's like, I know. All the weed I ever got was like <laughs> given to me, and it it, it was like all yeah. pressed down, and it probably came from Mexico. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's all well, the weed I've ever had in my life. So I've been smoking for probably about ten years, and it's changed dramatically. Uh, since then, like, um, I remember back then, it was probably almost double the price that it is right now. Uh, I guess black market. I don't know what prices are. I've literally gotten all my weed for free. <laughs> well, I, I guess... You're that guy. Yeah. Probably about 10 years ago, it was, it was about like 300 350 for an ounce. Wow. Oh yeah, God. and then now it's around anywhere from 2 to 250 so it's it's dramatically like decreased. Let me comment on that too because all the regulations that we operate under and also this is our own personal <laughs> business decisions, but we grow organically in soil 
and we mix our own soil we buy the soil and then yeah. we just mix all our own ingredients to it and we have our own homemade teas that we use for nutrients and fertilizers but uh, it takes us longer. It costs more to grow an organic strain. But, God, the taste is so wonderful, and there's just yeah. no downside to it. When you buy black market stuff, they don't care about oh, bugs. Yeah. They don't care about, no. you know, if you're smoking insecticides, uh, they just want to get something out there that looks like marijuana and has some THC right. in it. Could it be but swag. but we, we put a lot of care into our product. Um, how do you guys determine the, the, the price? Is there, like a, is there a way that's regulated, or is it just by Kinda shop? Has just by moods and how much we have on hand of a particular oh, strain. If we're getting down to the end of a strain, we'll reduce it and get it out there quick so that we can bring in something new. Ah, okay. That makes sense. That's interesting. Because uh, I always wonder that. And I wonder how, how much it affects, you know, because, I mean, Washington State has legalized weed. California has it. Or it's going to have it, right? Colorado. Yeah, Oregon. Oregon. Oregon, Oregon already has it. Nevada. Washington, Alaska. Uh, did, Massachusetts is about to have it. Um, they don't have it yet. New Jersey is about to come online, yes, too. Yes, New Jersey. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Maine, too, I believe. Mm-hmm. So how, how long do you think it's going to take before it's just nationwide? I would have thought it would be further along by now. But right. I, I really think, I think another yeah. 10 years. And one of the biggest disappointments, I met with my CPA yesterday, and it's the tax structure that they put us under. They, they almost build us up to fail in that I can't write off any of my legitimate expenses on the retail side of my store. All my employees' wages, all of the printer stuff that we use, all yeah. the equipment that I buy, I can't write off any of the expenses on the retail on the selling side of marijuana. However, I can write off 100% of my grow expenses. Oh, wow. Uh, and it goes huh. back to an old agricultural law, which had to do with when farmers brought their when I, farmers brought their product to market that uh, they felt like uh, they didn't have much money involved in the roadside stand, so they couldn't write off the expenses of that, but they let them write off the more expensive expenses of the tractors and all of that. But it's basically just a way to get more taxes out of us. But I pay about 20% more taxes than any other business. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm in school right now for my CPA. I actually just learned that. Oh, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, they had some killer question to ask. No, right. No, I was wondering no, where you're freaking just, out. That's, that's amazing. I was like, oh, I just, I just learned that. <laughs> yeah. My accountant told me yesterday that uh, well, I had about $50,000 that I couldn't write off that were legitimate expenses. So oh, wow. Wow. That that's hurts yeah, a small that's, business. Well, and, that's and that's is, huge. Is it, is the tax, I'm sure the taxes are heavy on, on the, on weed. I mean, yeah, at the counter, the customer pays 19% tax, but w- there's an additional 15% tax that we pay on our product when we bring it from our grow down to our store within the same building. Oh, I wow. pay another 15% to bring my own product to market. Wow. Do you have to do you have to grow the weed on the premises here? Is that a law? Is that It is in this county. It all depends on your oh, local wow. I didn't know your that. local ordinances. They want everything that's sold in Archuleta County to be uh, grown here so that it knocks out those big companies that just want to bring in stuff okay. from these huge warehouses up in Denver and stuff well, like that. Well, that. then you also nice. transporting the product. That transporting would probably be, it is, is yeah. somewhat dangerous, and, uh, and mostly it's the jobs. They wanted to have enough local jobs. That's pretty interesting. So have you, have you noticed that it's really affected the, the, the county in a, in a positive way where people are, uh, are 
you know, they're happier. They have more jobs. There's more, you know, taxes coming in. The sales tax for the whole community and in a uh, tourist-driven economy like ours, that's real important. The sales tax has gone up for the last three years. It just keeps going up. So the whole... And so many of the visitors are coming here because of marijuana. So all of the businesses are, are benefiting. If yeah. somebody, you know, comes down for the day from Northern California or Colorado or right. even New Mexico, they're buying gas, they're buying lunch. So it's, it's a benefit all across the board. Right. But a lot of the stigma, you know, from a lot of the local officials kind of tolerated me when I started this. I could tell there was a little standoffishness sure, sure. now. And now it's just become kind of commonplace. But we've done a good job. We haven't. Yeah. We've done what we said we were going to do, and I think the authorities appreciate that. There's not an outbreak of, like, fish concerts happening here. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I think they thought as soon as this was legalized that the Hells Angels were going to show up. Yeah. And it was just the whole town was going to go to seed, but not I, the, I not think the they're, case. They're like me whenever I went to that, that hemp festival, and I was like, I thought, you know, the Hells Angels were going to show up. and Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure when you legalize drugs, that's when the Hells Angels leave. Right. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> and and the one thing that I find interesting about the legalization is how, how much it affects the cartels in Mexico. I mean, billions. Billions. Just, just Colorado yeah. legalizing marijuana, like, took billions out of the pockets of the cartels in Mexico. I mean... I, I don't know what the negative of it is, really. Well, the, the cartels of Mexico are now growing in the U.S. Right. I mean, they grow, they have, they're all over California. I just keep reading these different articles where they, bust, they busted a, uh, some Oriental people who had a whole, uh, whole big like, grow going, and, uh, and a lot of the illegals from Mexico are also doing it because they'll, they'll camp out. They go into the deep woods and they'll camp out for three or four months and uh, hike in their crop. food and water. Hmm? Uh, Americans won't do that. They're too lazy. <laughs> too lazy, right. Right. So do you, I mean, so it's all done indoor. Do you, I mean, do you run it? I, I grew up in a farming uh, community and, you know, there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of uh, luck and, and, you know, skill to growing pro- you know, crops. Is there, you know, do you run into issues where like you get diseases, the crop will get a disease or there's aphids or, you know. All of that stuff is possible, but it all depends on your head grower if that person's ahead of it. Right now we have, yeah. we have, a, we have a female head grower and she's fabulous. Yeah. She cares. Uh, each plant is pampered. She knows exactly what to do if she one of them looks sick. Yeah. I don't know. She makes it work, though. Our, she's yeah. turned our product around. She's only been back here for about six months, but she's really turned the products around. Where would you? Where do you learn to do that? That's what I wonder. You know, because yeah, like, mo- most people learn illegally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the only way to do it. Because we, you know, in, in Albuquerque, we have an influx of breweries there, and so you know, you have a lot of these people that are like, some will go to school for brewing, and some will not. I mean, it's. Right. You know, it's definitely uh, you know, this weird industry that we have there. And that's the only thing I could say that's, and, you know, a place will hire a brewer and then they'll have that brewer for a while and then they might get rid of them or they may move on to a bigger establishment and then you'll have a different one and you'll show up and, and you can tell the taste is different, you know? Right. And I wonder if that if that's the same with like, a, uh, what do you call them? What are, what are they actually called? A grower? Or? Master grower. Head master grower. Master head grower. grower. Interesting. Wow, the parallels are kind of interesting too. It's it's head brewer, it, master brewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very interesting. It's, I, I feel like those there's a big meetup of those two Venn diagrams. Right, 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 right. Um, 
So if you guys wanted to buy like weed, like there was a really killer strain from somewhere, do you have to buy it and grow it, or can you just buy some? No, I can just buy from other licensed entities. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yep. but they could, you know. And how would they, you know? I guess I shouldn't ask how they should deliver it. But I mean, do they just ship it down, or we have couriers? Oh we wow, have, we have couriers. We get covered your deliveries almost every day. And they're brave souls. They drive in the damn winter in these vans through these Colorado mountains. God bless them. Oh, yeah. Um, but we rarely miss a delivery. They're really, really good. Damn, wow. I bet. Some yes. of the companies have their own drivers, but some use courier systems that they just pay pay to have it delivered. Man. It cost me about $50 per package from Denver to here. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, so what is it? Is it like seeds or? No, he, he can get products. Oh. Okay, seeds. well, I'm, well, uh, what if you're looking for like a new strain? Like that's you, what I was like, asking. Do you like uh, do you I'd barter for seeds? Do it or? right. There are seeds, but they don't have the old strains in the seeds. They're producing new hybrids. Yeah. And uh, so you get like a small plant or something. Pardon me. Like a uh, like a plant. Well, if you don't go seeds, we do the what's called clones, and you just do a oh, little, okay. you do a little yeah. cutting from the plant, and All then right. you put it into a cloner box. And that box has fluid, has water mixed with nutrients at the bottom of it with an electric pump, and it pushes, it just pushes the nutrients up with that thing that you cut and stick in, stick into the cloner. And eventually, within a week or two, they will develop roots. And then oh, from wow. those roots, we can then take that mini plant, put it in a small pot, and get it to where it's a little bigger. Then we move it into a big pot. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why they call it a. It it, it grows like a weed. <laughs> well. It does. You'll get something. If you grow marijuana, you'll get something out of the plant that looks like marijuana and probably tastes a little like it. But if you really pamper the heck out of it, you get a lot better. And again, we use all those organic ingredients. And I can't say enough about it. It gives our marijuana just a really clean taste, a clean, clean, tasty, just flavorful. I'll say this for Billy because Billy's not here. He's like, there's going to be a time where, where the kids won't know what it's like to break a brick of, of, you know, a part of weed and, you know, get the seeds out. That's all gone. Oh, that's long yeah, that's, yeah, that's gone now. That's Mex- gone now. Mexican dirt weed? Mexican dirt weed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, it would be hard to find it in Albuquerque. I wouldn't know who to yeah. ask for it right now. Or Everything's all hydroponic, crazy. No one's given me anything like that for years. Right. Oh, well, because yeah. you don't pay for it. They just give you the dirt weed. They're like, get that stuff out of the closet. It's all dried out. Well, no. Even, even giving me free weed. No one's giving me like that anything. Oh, years. wow. No Mexican dirt weed or no? No, nex- no Mexican dirt weed. Oh, I haven't okay. seen that for years. Because, you know, used to, what, you'd have to break it apart. And I used to work a, in the war zone. Oh, that's okay. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty That's pretty cool. Man, you guys stay really like, pretty busy. Like, yeah, way busier than I was anticipating. That's pretty awesome. It depends. It's feast or famine. And, oh, uh, is that right? Yeah. If we had snow, we'd have even more people on a Saturday like this. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so the wintertime is better for you. It's like no, no, our summer, we get a lot of summer people. I mean, it, I'm really surprised at how many summer people come here. And a lot of them, almost half the homes in this county are own second homes. So. Yeah. Oh wow! A lot of Texans come here f- to get away from the summer heat. Right, right. What, what if there is like, let's say, um, Neil Diamond is, is is playing nearby? Does that <laughs> does that affect how many people come and buy weed? I don't think so. Or, no, I, think or I, I don't know Neil Diamond, but you know somebody you know. No, the Pink Floyd laser. Pink experience. Floyd laser experience is coming well, through. <laughs> not likely they're coming to Pagosa Springs, but uh, 
No, I don't think that affects it much. Oh, at all. Really? Most wow. of our locals, they, they just shop according to their budget and according to how much they can afford on a, on a weekly basis. And then the tourists, they're on vacation, so they want to live it up a little bit. They buy a little more. I wonder how much like goes, wait, like people that don't take their stuff back, like do they just? It feels bad to say that. Do they throw it away? Or? Yeah, I, I read an article oh, that one of so the terrible. most de- one of the most desirable jobs in Denver right now is the person who. Uh, does the return cars on the uh, renter cars? Oh, because oh, people, wow. people drive to the airport and they just leave on the front seat whatever they don't want to take into the oh, airport, oh, and, wow. and the oh, rental wow. car gets it. So, so they're they're saying in the chat, uh, thank you for insisting on the organic grow methods. They think that's fantastic. Um, somebody asked though, great show, such a wealth of information. Does all product have to be bought in store, or can they ship packages to Colorado addresses? No, it all has to be in store, yeah, under I, camera, in store, with an ID. Yeah. Uh, is there like any specific programs for people with disabilities that they can get it delivered, or anything um, like that? You know, in the old medical rules, we used to be able to deliver. I, I delivered. In fact, I, I did. I taught some older people how to smoke marijuana in the early days. <laughs> I'd, go to, I'd go to their home and spend an hour or so with the couple, and they were scared to death. But, uh, you know, they got some relief from it. But in yeah, the old days, great. we could deliver medically. But recreationally, no, you have to buy it in store. Oh, wow, yeah. That's interesting. Because, I mean, we're, we're just completely ignorant of, like, the, le- the legal, you know. I mean, we're ignorant of the illegal ways to buy it as well. But we're very ignorant <laughs> of the legal ways to buy marijuana. It's just very interesting to walk in here and see this place. I mean, it's really cool. Um, I agree. It's kind of old hat to us now. And, and some, when people walk through the door, I check IDs frequently. Yeah. And some grown adults, and many of them combat veterans even, they walk in and they're scared to death. You can yeah. see their wide eye because they don't know what to expect. They don't know. Right. You know what to expect, and we're way out here on a dirt road, and we're in a metal building, a warehouse, so it doesn't look that attractive yeah. on the outside. But we fix the inside up pretty nice. So. No, it is. It's very comforting. You have a couch where people can just chill out. Can people actually like? Can they can they smoke weed in here? Oh heck, no, no, no. No, that's no, totally. No, no, no. That'd be the worst thing we could ever do. Oh okay, I don't yeah. see weed. I have no idea, so I assumed that's what it was. I was like, no. yeah. Well, that's yeah. That's why I was asking if they're gonna um, kind of try and figure something out. To where people can go somewhere to use their product yeah. or if there's like more or less a separate location attached to the building where they can, you right. know, go in and I try I guess you it. said a coffee shop. No, but, there's right. one coffee shop that I think is applying up in Denver right now. That'll oh, be, really? That'll be the first. Interesting. But our local, poly, it's they can have a state law, but our local, it can't supersede our local law. Right. So if our local law says no, then they can't say okay. yes. The state said yes, we can open this. You can't. So, so you, all you, politics is local here, and I, and I realized that early on, and I was smart enough to approach them in a reasonable way, and because a lot of other people, dispensary owners came in and wanted to take out licensing after I did, and they were turned down, and I went to some of the meetings, I had their ball caps turned around backwards, they put their feet up on the chairs, they were as disrespectful as could be. Really? You wonder why they didn't get licensed. Oh, well, sure, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So what happens What happens tomorrow if the federal government comes in and uh, says no more? I guess I'll pack up and go home. Really? I'm sure there'd be like quite the legal, like quite the I don't think legal it could fight. happen because there's so much medical benefit to it, too. And let's, let's talk about the, the federal laws. Uh, medical, marijuana is a Schedule I drug along with heroin, 
uh, cocaine and uh, LSD are a Schedule Two drug. Yeah. Uh, where marijuana and heroin are a Schedule One, and the reason is they say that there's no medical uh, benefit. There's Even no medical benefit to marijuana is the reason prescribed. that it's in that high category. Right. However, we have 29 states who have something called medical marijuana right, right. now. Right. Yeah, Doctors little... are changing daily. I understand the stigma. It was Originally, it was just an intoxicant, but it's now sure, it's, yeah. it's a, you can use it as an intoxicant or you can use it as a healing agent. And, it, and the reason I've had such good success, I think, is that I try to live my life as holistically as possible, eat as organically as I can, get rest, get some exercise. <coughs> if you do all those things with marijuana, I think you can thrive. Oh, wow. And so you, you I guess people don't may not know this, but you were going to have to have, you know, you were going to have to have drastic measures done to you until you, you, you found marijuana again and started doing it. And you were going to have to have like a, uh, what do you call it? A pouch. Yeah. Uh, you know, colostomy pouch. Colostomy. Yeah. Wow. And so, how long ago was that? That was in 2000. And they put. Let me add to that. I was put on disability by Social Security. I was declared permanently and totally disabled by the VA and Social Security. Wow. For Crohn's disease. I I was sick. I was really. I I so, lost 50 pounds twice. Wow. I mean, I was not doing well, and uh, marijuana turned all that around. How long ago was that? 2009, I started marijuana. Wow, it's like eight years later. You're yeah, yeah years that's driving, and yeah. you know you haven't doing had to have the better than I was. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. That pouch, that, that's no turning back once I'd, you go there. Right. I'd say that's quite the testimony. Yeah. Well, and also I was on disability when I started. I think I might be the only dispensary in the country that got started with an owner on disability. Oh wow. And <laughs> at first, I. I told them I was doing a little uh, alternative medicine, herbs, and supplements home business, and they encouraged yeah. me. And so I'd give them reports. At first, I wasn't making much money, but then after I moved over here and started it on a bigger scale, in the first year, the money went up. Uh, then they called me in for an audit, oh. and, and they audited me out of Social Security. I, I got out of it, and I only ended up owing them for one extra month that they had paid me too much for in their eyes. Oh, that's okay. pretty interesting. Cool. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, and That's one, great. <laughs> as far as an audit goes. Huh? I, I said as far as an audit goes, that's great, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, they, I, they I was very, luck, very lucky, and, and the guy at Social Security knew what I was doing, but we never used the word marijuana in the audit. Oh, that's <laughs> smart. We talked about herbs and supplements. And I also was on voc rehab uh, through the state of Colorado over in Denver. Yeah. And... The counselor over there, once I opened this up, he was so pleased. And and I'm, I'm a voc rehab success story because they invested not much, a few hundred dollars in getting me some materials to get started. Well, they bought my first laptop that I opened this computer on. But uh, since then, I'm employing others. Oh, you know, sure. I've gone yeah. from being a ward of the state to having 14 employees. That, that is pretty amazing. So I want to take about a 10-minute break so we can, you know, people go to the bathroom and stretch our legs uh but we'll be back here in a little while um we're live in pagosa springs colorado from good earth meds um we're talking with bill delaney and you're welcome to come back to the second hour if you want or if you want to what's that good earth meds.com this is website um if you want to keep checking out our show we'll be back here in about 10 minutes um we usually say the wavy hour but we're not drinking today since we're 
here. Do you have uh, anything this, you want to? This is our uh, super sober hour. Super sober hour. <laughs> <laughs> we're live in Bogosa, but uh, other than that, we don't have anything left. I think we're going to do an end of the year show coming up um, in a couple weeks. Uh, so. Probably like on the 29th or like most a short likely. show on a Saturday. Yeah, most likely. So, do you have anything you want to promote? Uh, I think the uh, TV show The Brave I'm on is uh, still finishing out its right. uh, season. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I, sh- I should be on a couple more episodes. Uh, other than that, play a spy, right? No. He's <laughs> the background. <laughs> no, I do background. Uh, yeah. Look for me being terrified somewhere. Kale, do you have anything you want to promote? Uh, actually, I'm going to be blowing glass over at Boxing Bear. Next Saturday, we're going to be doing live glass demos and kind of our holiday wrap-up show, last-minute gifts and everything. Very nice. So, yeah, come out and have a beer, and we'll make you an ornament or something. So, yeah, that's about it. Uh, We're going to take a 10-minute break. Thank you for watching. Um, We are 10 Drink Minimum. Minimum.